baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Laura, welcome back. Thank you. Being sick stinks, doesn't uh, it? Yes. Especially when you're in this job and you you have to talk. Yeah. So this, the throat is sore and the cough is there. And I have bronchitis. I'm on the tail end of it, I hope. And now. bronchitis can hang around yes. for weeks, right? Right, right. But the, I've been testing myself every day to see if I can... You know, take a deep breath and actually read something like a newscast. And I really couldn't do it until couldn't today it. without having a big coffee. You sound back. good. I'm, I'm doing okay. Thanks. I feel much better today. What? Uh, what's the sickest you've ever been? Oh, boy, let me think. Probably, probably when I had mono in high school. Ooh. Yeah, that was a bad story. I was in the marching band playing my little trumpet on the football field um, during a football game one night, and I passed out. Woke up in the band wow. room. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I had raging mono. It was just terrible. Yeah, that's probably the sickest. I was trying to think about I'm pretty lucky I don't get sick very often. Yeah. But good. every once in a while, like, I, you get that throat where you just you uh, can't talk. Yeah. But, like, I, I feel very lucky. I've never really been, like, I got the sweats or I'm, you know, That's I got to sleep all day. Or, That's good. Yeah. A COVID once. I guess COVID was probably the worst for me. Yeah. And it was only, like, two bad days. Right. But I never had the flu. The flu yeah, flu can be brutal, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, you hit an age in life where, like, you start thinking about these things a little more. Like it's a little harder to bounce back. That's all. Yes, for sure. Uh, yeah. And what do you do all day? Well, I was trying to find things for myself to do. I watched a couple of movies that ah, were wonderful. Anything good? Yeah. Oh, my kid turned me on to this film called Bo Burnham Inside. And it mm. was put out in 2021. Bo Burnham is a comedian. Right. And during COVID, when he was trapped inside his house, like all of us were, he made this movie. He shot and edited and starred in it all by himself. Oh, wow. And it is fantastic. It's very, um, it's very, I want to say, I don't want this to come out wrong because it was so well done and artistic but it's it's kind of spastic it's okay. very yeah. abstract it's so different it's also a musical like he sings it it's 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 just oh, that's so, so creative it's so so good it just really draws you in and i love that that was my favorite that's on netflix that is on netflix yep okay and then i also watched ladybird i never saw ladybird oh, when ladybird came out yes. i think in 2002 and it's fabulous. Ladybird came out in 2017. Oh, that it's that, that recent. Okay. Yeah. I guess it takes place in 2000. Takes place in 2002. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's a good one. I love I it. like that movie. Yep. I really liked that. I did some reading. Um I'm sort of uninspired by a lot of the movies that are up for like Oscars right now. Yeah. I don't know why like I'm just finding it hard to get 
that excited about yeah. any of them. I've seen a few of them just that I've watched at home. Um, I've watched The Holdovers, okay. which is wonderful. And I watched Nyad. I think that's up. That is that up for an Oscar oh, that's or is the, that a the, SAG? I think it is a SAG, but I think it's SAG, also yeah. up uh, for an Oscar. Okay. I loved I loved that. I thought that was really well That's done. about the swimmer, yep, right? Yeah, Diana Nyad, who swam from um, Cuba to Key West. Okay. And it took her umpteen times to actually be able to do it. And she just did it. Like It was maybe six or seven years ago. I remember it as a news story. It's fabulous. Very exciting. The best picture, American fiction. Yep. Anatomy of a Fall. Barbie, mm-hmm. which I saw Barbie. The Holdovers. Uh, Maestro. Oh, Maestro's wonderful. Yes. All right. I, that that is the that yeah. was sort of next up for me. That's yep. Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Uh, Oppenheimer. I've seen. Never saw Oppenheimer. A Poor Things. That movie is very weird. Yeah. That is like Emma Stone, uh, very naked in many parts of the movie. Hmm. Um, it's sort of a Frankenstein, like a modern redoing of mm. Frankenstein in a mm. way. Um, very, she's the bride. Very strange. She is the creation the cr- oh, okay. in a way. Okay. Very strange. Hmm. Uh, a lot of these movies are weird. Right? Like, yeah. that's just sort of how the Oscars, that's how it goes. They're artsy. They're just, they're cr- not mainstream many times. Critics get bored with the mainstream stuff. And yep. so you gravitate towards weird. Yep. Or coming up with a diverse selection. Like, if you have <clears throat> Barbie and poor things in the same category, I mean, you probably can't get any. How do you pick? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. I think about this like when I write about food, right? Like mm-hmm. obviously every place in the world has a burger or a chicken sandwich or whatever. And how do you, you know, when you see something you haven't, a flavor combination you haven't had before, you're like, whoa, yes. that's so cool. It's exciting. But most people would prefer just like a, a well-done burger or a chicken sandwich. <laughs> right. I don't know. It's you, true. Need, you need the content. We're all sort of watching our uh, watching our spending now. And Target today came out with a new brand called Deal Worthy. I am fascinated. And Target is, uh, you look at Target, you look at Aldi, you look at uh, how much generic has changed, right? Like generic used to be, like my dad would buy the stuff with the white packaging, with the black block letters on it. Yeah. And that was the store brand you'd buy. Like, I remember, like, the ruffle potato chips mm-hmm. that we would get. And it was in the, the white, white bag, bag with, with the, the black, black lettering. Yeah. And you knew because you looked at it, you're like, well, this is cheap. And in a way, it doesn't make sense. Like, whether it's a white bag with a couple of black letters, I don't think the printing cost was that much higher for mm-hmm. like a nice looking bag, but it signaled it was cheap. And now we're in an era where the store brands are designed to look expensive and not be expensive. Mm-hmm. Right? Like the Target, you go to Target. The good and gather. Yeah. yeah. Right. We and buy a lot of that. We buy a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. too. Whereas I think 15 years ago, I maybe would have been a little more snobby about buying the the name brand. And now you're like, yeah, 
Doesn't stuff matter. is great. So now they're taking it to a new level, though, of uh, stuff that will start at a dollar. Wow. So most, there are going to be 400 items. It's like you can buy the cheap socks or the cheap underwear, the cheap laundry detergent, cell phone cases. So between one and 10 bucks for most of it. Hmm. It's sort of interesting. Yeah, I wonder where that's coming from. I always, well, I think they're saying that that value is a main driver right now because mm-hmm. of inflation. And sure. even though, like, the eggheads keep trying to tell us that, like, well, you know, wages have gone up too. So if you just look at inflation, like, yeah, it's bad, but it's not as bad as people think. And regular people like us are saying, no, it's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I wonder how much of it is, like, just, the the vibes and how much is the reality of right. what we're spending. Yeah. The vibes are certainly, it feels like stuff is really way more expensive, doesn't yeah. it? Yes. Groceries. Groceries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The stuff that we, that's in our face all the time. Mm-hmm. Groceries, restaurant, vibes. Yep. up. So Target's saying, all right, like, how about we sell some stuff that, like, we're just screaming, this is cheap. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I always wonder, is it... Is it people with money who are going, like, who are trading down? Um, or is it really going to be people who need to save the money who are buying this cheaper stuff? I don't know. And is this going to extend to groceries, too, or just, like, other stuff at Target? It looks like it's not groceries. Okay. So so stuff you might find in their dollar spot. Yes. Maybe that was kind of the pilot. It's program. sort of like, have you ever bought on Amazon, like Amazon Basic, where it's like the Amazon brand? Probably. Like I've bought uh, cell phone cables, like charger yes. cables and yeah. stuff. Yep. And so this is sort of, it's sort of that idea. Got it. Oh, it's very interesting. Like when I go to Target, I definitely am not looking for the cheapest thing on the shelf. Mm-hmm. But maybe plenty of other people are. I don't know. Right. House store brands, though. Whatever. Like, I'm I'm fine with it, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's different. Um, I don't know. Oh, Caitlin Clark I wanted to talk to you about. Very exciting. I, I love that she's getting all of this nice publicity. So here's here's the thing that I dig. Normally, when you hit a milestone, they try to take a time out, do something so you can get your moment. Mm-hmm. And tonight, if she scores eight points, she will have the new uh, record, right? The This is the, the record for total scoring, NCAA women's scoring record. <coughs> eight points is all it takes. She'll get that, no problem. No problem. But she told a group of reporters Wednesday that I hope they don't stop the game because we can't be wasting time out. Oh. (laughs) But this is a big game. It's a big game for them against Michigan. Michigan, Nebraska, and Iowa are kind of in the race for the Big Ten title. Okay. There are only five games left. And Caitlin Clark is right. Like, they should not. They shouldn't take a timeout. They should do something, though. Maybe not right in the I mean, middle of the be game, a, but they need to do something. There will be a stoppage, right? I hope so, yeah. That's what I would do. So here's yeah. what you do. Well, I mean, they always carve out media stoppages. Their right? media stoppages. So whatever the next natural stoppage would be, that's where you do it. Okay. But the, the media stoppage could be two minutes after it happens. 
Mm-hmm. So under a normal circumstance, your team would take a timeout. I think the other thing that could happen is like somebody could commit a foul, right? Ooh, like so, you yeah. get a stoppage. I don't know. Like, do you think should they use the timeout? You sort of should. I don't know. I give they, her the moment. They shouldn't if have it's to in use the first out. Yeah. Well, you have to stop the game, right? Like yeah. otherwise, the other team gets the ball and inbounds, and off you go. The other part of it is this is going to happen fairly early in the first it half. It should be pretty like early. Within five minutes. So if you burn a timeout early in the first half, it's really not the end of the world. This isn't True. like an end of the game scenario yeah. where you need to save timeouts. You know, you can't take them from the first half into the second half. So go ahead and take the timeout. Now, is this on TV tonight it's so on, the world can watch? It's on Peacock. Peacock. Oh, I think I have Peacock. <laughs> I'm not sure. I just got rid of a bunch of channels that we never watch. Oh, you did? Yes. I yeah. just can't stand all the nickel and diming and all the little charges every month that you don't even know you had. And Peacock was one of them. I think I got rid of it. Peacock is a streaming service. Yes. So you got to pay for that separately. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to look at how much I'm spending on streaming services. It's frightening. <laughs> I don't want to think about it. Thanks, Laura. <laughs> Good to have you back. 521 D-Rush Hour News Headlines coming up in just a minute. What do we have in the news headlines today? Cool story uh, in Hastings about draining the lock and dam. Can you fight negative thoughts with your nose? And one place where you can't pick your nose. That coming up on D-Rush Hour News Headlines next. It is the 15th of February. If you missed Valentine's Day, there's still time to go to Bachman's. They t- Bachman's told me that the day after Valentine's Day is often as busy as Valentine's oh, Day itself. All the oops, I screwed up right? yesterday, now I got to make good. It oh. cracks me up. Yeah. So if you're looking for a deal on flowers, I think you have to wait one more day. Because today they keep the prices high for the ding-dongs who forgot. It is time for the D-Rush Hour news headlines. And I want to start with this cool story in the Pioneer Press about draining a lock and dam across the Mississippi. Elliot Mann reporting about what they call the dewatering process in Hastings. I don't know if I'm just a nerd, but I found this fascinating. This is lock and dam number two. It's a 110-foot wide and 40-foot high lock chamber. Right in the locks, the series of locks are sort of like little steps that kind of regulate the height of the Mississippi River. We're talking about billions of gallons of water because this thing is 600 feet long. So 600 feet long, 110 feet wide, 40 feet deep. And you're saying, Jason, what, what, why are we draining it? Well, it's a lot of concrete there that makes up the dam. And to really get in there and inspect uh, whether you need repairs and what is the kind of quality and condition the concrete this drawdown gives the Army Corps the ability to get in there and get a good look. During regular conditions, divers will go down and take a look. But, you know, sometimes you got to drain the, drain the lock and dam. Fighting negative thoughts with your nose. New York Post says the secret to curing depression might be right there. A new study. That comes from, I think it was Penn, takes a look at smells. 
So we know that smells can be the most effective route to evoking a memory. Researchers only took 32 people in this study, so very, very small. But uh, there are people who are suffering from major depressive disorder. And they said, here are 12 different scents. Take a whiff. And so the scents included, and you think about like scents that might bring back a memory, Vicks VapoRub, which probably makes you think of grandma's house, ground coffee, coconut oil, which maybe makes you think of the beach, cumin powder, red wine, vanilla extract, clove bulb, shoe polish, orange essential oil, and ketchup. So they gave you a smell. Neuroscientists said, can you recall a specific memory, and was it good and bad? Depressed people who smelled a familiar scent were more likely to recall a specific memory as opposed to a general memory. So they remembered being at a coffee shop a week ago. And the hope is that these positive memory triggers can maybe help people break out of a funk. Kind of cool. Speaking of your nose, you can pick your friends, you can pick your nose, well... Turns out you actually can't pick your nose if you work at a pizza place. Japan Today reporting that Domino's Pizza Japan has released a public apology after a video of a male employee picking his nose and wiping his finger on pizza dough went viral. (laughs) Imagine being the goof who works for Domino's who has to write this apology. They apologize, quote, for any discomfort or inconvenience the disturbing video caused to our customers. (laughs) 15-second video shows a male employee picking his nose with the left index finger of his gloved hands and then he wipes it on the dough. Goes viral, of course. Domino says, uh, the employee was a part-timer. It was 2 in the morning. The pizza dough was not used in any product. It was thrown out. But the employees have been fired. Very funny column by Jennifer Brooks in the Star Tribune about Valentine's Day story pitches. A close cousin to the Domino's Pizza PR flack who has to write the apology is the marketing professional for random companies trying to get some bored journalists to write a Valentine's Day story about them. Uh, You should know. That Minnesota ranked 31st on a news release from Rare Carrot, charting how much each state spends on engagement rings on average. We're cheap, 31st. A new study found Minnesota residents spend an average of $7,175 on engagement rings. That is number 31 in the country. Another company tried to analyze if we are Cupid compatible. So imagine putting together the data points to figure figure out if we're Cupid compatible. So they said, all right, who's got the most candy shops, the most matchmaking services, and the most archery ranges? And you're like, archery? Well, you know, Cupid. Got a bing. Also daycare centers because Cupid is a diaper-wearing baby. We're number seven. We did it! We did it, everybody. That is, we are so Cupid compatible here in Minnesota. That's the D-Rush Hour news headlines here at...
532. We'll take a break. Weather, traffic coming up. And then I have some thoughts about the school in Minnesota, the middle school, that is being forced to change its mascot. Because none of the state's Native American tribes would give the school permission to use this mascot name. Is the mascot something like Braves or Warriors or Rebels or... Well, I think you're going to be annoyed when you find out what the mascot is. We'll talk about it next here on CCO. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. I do not like Native American-inspired mascots, nicknames. Uh, I know this is difficult. I went to a high school that was uh, the Maine West Warriors. We had a student every year dress up in kind of Native American garb. We called it Indian garb. And the student was trained by, you know, they would have a a Native American teacher come in and teach kind of respectful and all of that to the student. But they did their best in that time. But the time for this is over. We we understand that most Native American-inspired names are uh, offensive and not appreciated by Native Americans. There are exceptions. The Seminoles in Florida State, that tribe, likes the way they're honored. They like the association, and so it's fine. In Minnesota, the legislature, well, let me just cut to the chase. Bison is apparently too far. A Rochester Middle School, Dakota Middle School, a school that was just created two years ago, public school, Dakota Middle School, in consultation with their districts, American Indian Parent Advisory Committee, the American Indian Education Department in the district, they hired a Native American artist to create the Bison logo. And even that apparently is too far for 11 tribes in Minnesota and a law change. The legislature passed a law basically trying to get the remaining 11 schools around the state that have Native American nicknames to get rid of them. Most schools have been getting rid of them because, look, if anyone is concerned about feelings and making people honored and be seen, it is our public school district. And I mean that with all of the positivity that that connotes (laughs) and all of the negativity that it connotes. Bison, in my research today, is for sure a special and sacred animal for many Native American tribes. So is the eagle. 
and the turtle. And I don't believe that any one group gets ownership over animals. To me, it's too far. And I support getting rid of certainly the offensive professional sports names we've had, like the Redskins. I personally think the Braves is too far. Get rid of it. Any type of imagery or mascot, get rid of it. I think people get way too caught up in hanging on to these names. It's a name. Our understanding of the world changes. Let's move forward and not be hurtful. And I think this is sort of what happens when we give groups the power to decide what they find offensive. Because the line's always going to move, which is fine, like the line moves. But the fact that the 11 tribes, because they were asked, get veto power, uh, I think is too far. I think it's too far. Animals, it's too far. 651-461-9226. Maybe you disagree with me. I'm not saying... So So here's how it works. If you... Because the school is named the Dakota Middle School, perhaps that's why the school district felt like they had to get approval of their nickname. The law requires, if you have a Native American nickname, that you... You have to get rid of it, or you can apply for an exemption. You reach out to the 11 Native American tribes. If any of them say no, too bad. You're out. And I get why they did that. They're like, we need to make it really hard for someone to get an exemption. Like, you look at, I think it's War Road. Is it War Road where they've been fighting to keep their nickname? The Warriors, I think. And there's, you know, there's all the reasons why they want it and all of this. And so, all right, if you can convince 11 tribes, fine. But to me, bison is preposterous. Yeah. It's just preposterous. And it make what it does, what frustrates me about it is I'm in favor of all of this. And by saying that I think this is too far, now either I'm a racist who's insensitive to Native Americans or... I'm now giving permission for all the people who think like political correctness is running amok. Now all of those people are like, that's right. And where does it end, Jason? And now it's bison. And then they're coming for eagles. And and you're like, well. No. I mean, I I understand what you're saying. I think what you're doing is drawing a sensible boundary. I think there has to be a boundary. And it, it. Look, if it was we one thing, I didn't think there had to be a boundary, but here we are. Well, here we are. And now we need to have a boundary. It's have a boundary. too far. Look, it'd be one thing if they were coming after the school for using the tribal name, right? If you wanted to say, well, we, we, we object to you calling it Dakota Middle School or whatever. Oh, that's one thing. But, no, you don't get to take possession yeah. of an animal. I mean, it's, just, it's, it's absurd. Now, if the, does the, is the logo culturally appropriated in some way? I mean, if there's something no, with there's the, not, it's if just it's like, just the animal. It's the animal and some lovely stars. No, you don't get to do that. And, and I'm with you. I, I think Native American logos and mascots are absurd. I think we've completely moved beyond this as a society. It's time. It's just, Get rid of them. It's just ridiculous yes. that people are fighting as hard as they're fighting to cling to these stupid things. Having said that, there still does need to be an element of common sense in this. And, no, you don't get to then start 
picking animals and yeah. like you said. You said, I mean, yes, the bison is sacred to certain tribes, but like you said, so is the eagle. So is so are plenty of other animals. After some point, there's a lot, there's a clear line. It's one thing to have a cartoonish Native American figure as a mascot and say, well, yeah, no, that obviously yeah. that's that's bad. We shouldn't do that. That's absurd. Just a, a representation of a bison? No, I'm sorry. That doesn't qualify. So this is – and this is the pushback. A couple texts saying, why do I get to decide the boundary? Why do I get to decide the boundary? You're not deciding the boundary. Common sense is deciding the boundary. Another texter saying, don't the native tribes get to decide how they want to name themselves? It's – if the tribe said no, it's a No. And I suppose this is maybe, I I think generally speaking, my position that this is too far is most Minnesotans would agree with me. This is the part that I struggle with. Generally speaking, I think that when you're dealing with the affected people and giving them the power to be the sole arbiters of these things, they're, they're too close to it, generally speaking. Now, I would say I think that If you are a black person, you do get a bigger voice in deciding what's offensive to black people than I do, right? Like, it's your lived experience. It's your life. But how else do you describe this other than saying it's too far? If if the tribes say, I mean, 11 of them, as far as we know, uh, 11 of them declined to grant the exemption. And so do we just let the Native American tribes like, well, all right, I guess whatever you guys say. In the grand scheme of things, having a middle school change their nickname is unimportant. Right? It's a middle school nickname. The middle school has been around for two years. To me, the reason I bring it up is because it brings up the absurdity of sort of how this thing kind of plays itself out. So now, you know, one texture saying, what about the Cowboys or the Irish or the Vikings? I will, let me just absolutely destroy that yeah. logic. Please do. This is not about, well, this depiction might be offensive to someone because no one is concerned about how Scandinavians are being represented in our culture. No one is concerned about how the Irish are being Mm -hmm. represented in our culture. It is valid and reasonable to be concerned about the way Native Americans are portrayed in our culture. So am I applying a different standard to different groups? Yes, because Native Americans are in a different spot than you know, the fighting Irish. Like, and the history of those other groups is so completely other. It's just different. Than the history of the Native Americans. It's different. This. And that hasn't been a relevant pushback in like 20 years. I'm sorry. We've moved on from that one. You've lost. I do think there is a move to let the affected people decide. And it's sort of become accepted. Like, well, why shouldn't they decide? If they're offended, then they're offended. And I think this points out the problem with that approach. Because if you are offended by the bison, then you are wrong. (laughs) You are wrong. Back in a minute. It is 24 degrees in Maple Grove, and 
I got a little carried away in our last segment. And now we're out of time. Henry Lake is coming up next. Lake Show, right here from 6 to 9. I will talk to you tomorrow. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.